0: Welcome to Olives and Pimentos Podcast. My guest right now is Spencer Davis from the band Truce. How you doing, buddy?
1: Good, man. How are you, brother?
0: Good, man. How's the summer treating you?
1: Uh, pretty good. It's been raining a ton here, but you know that just makes you use the sunny days a little bit better, I think. you know.
0: I saw you uh, ripping up on the skateboard not too long ago on the IG.
1: Oh, man, I'm going to be like, I'm perpetually like seven years old mentally. That's, that's amazing. Like,
0: that's I saw complex. it on the IG and I was like, that's everything I want to do right now. I try,
1: to,
0: <laughs> I try to skate like for about like I used to skate by like three years ago and I'm like well I'm old now. So but
1: yeah you don't know. get me wrong it was way easier for me like 20 years ago and like 60 pounds ago but like it's still super <laughs> fun. Yeah.
0: yeah I hear that man. So yeah. how, did, uh, how did Truce come about? Tell me that story.
1: Truce is like I was Playing like outdoors on the street with Redmond, and like that's not to say that I had nowhere to live. I I did, but when I first moved to New Brunswick from Ontario, like I didn't know anyone, so I went out, kind of looking for players and stuff, and I found this dude who was playing out on the street every weekend, like in this like weird alleyway called Robinson Court here, where like all in Moncton, New Brunswick, where the like the majority of the bars are on Main Street. It's like yeah. this weird court there's like five bars in there. Yeah. So I started playing out on the street with this guy, and like it was great. Like the first couple times was like nonsense like no PA just like like weirdos singing in this weird like corridor and then we got like a PA we started like stealing power from this like street lamp above us that had an outlet at the top of it and like Redmond started to show up every weekend because we started like drawing crowds and he would just like sit in the corner and like smoke in like a tuxedo yeah it was the weirdest thing ever and, like watches and then like one day he walks over and he's like hey can I play guitar and I was like yeah and for sure and I gave him my guitar and like sure enough Redmond starts to play guitar, and anybody who's heard the record has seen him live, like, they know, like, Redman basically is a guitar, you know Yeah, he's I know, ridiculous. the, the so whole good.
0: record is, is yeah, amazing.
1: He, he rips so hard, and then, like, and then from that, I was like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jam with Red, because he's, like, a pure soul in music and in life, you know, like, right away, I just liked him, you know? He's, he's a bit younger than me, but he's just, like, a good dude. So we started kind of toying, you know, ideas around playing in bands together, doing cover band things, and do whatever, and then eventually I just I had enough riffs worked up where I was like, Hey, Red, you wanna try to do this like heavy thing? And like that's not totally his world, but he was like, Yeah, let's try it and then, you know, he was playing with a bass player at the time, Alex Lemieux, and then we sourced a drummer in uh, in uh, Giuliano Esperanza mm-hmm. and we started writing the record. And like even though that's not the, the lineup today, that's pretty much how it started. It was pretty well just Fredman and I. See,
0: that's the thing too, it's like how I got into it is like I've never met you before in my life. Um, or maybe we have, maybe back in Brampton briefly, like back in the day.
1: Yeah, yeah um, I'm sure that we definitely crossed paths.
0: I'm we pretty sure we crossed paths, but when you started releasing singles uh, for Truce um, during COVID, you had uh, Dan Mills, who I know quite well, he was in the uh, Wheels in the Bus and the Johnny Lane Band. Yeah, and so I started seeing posts from him, and then I started following in you, and then you and I started chatting on AG. just The record's phenomenal, and the way you guys did it too is really cool. You want to explain that part too?
1: Well, yeah. Like, given it was like kind of like the weird area of COVID. I mean, the whole thing was weird, but like we didn't. I don't know, man. Like, I've been producing and engineering for a long time. Like, nothing insane. I, like, I don't have any gold records or anything, but I put out some like good sounding albums and some good singles and whatever. So. The, what ended up happening is like we wrote the majority of the record with Alex and Giuliano. we were jamming at Giuliano's family's restaurant in the basement for like months, like working up the songs. And then when it came time to record, Jules couldn't commit. so we were like, okay, I was kind of stuck. And I reached out to Danny and I was like, like Danny and I was were in Rockwell and like went together and like we've known each other since the sixth grade. like all the guys in wheels and my sister are the same age. like I've never known those guys my whole life. And so anyways, it was an easy call. I was like, what are you up to? And at that point, Danny was like, you know the COVID thing had taken a bit of a toll on him. He was not feeling it anymore. He's like, I kind of need this. Like I'd love to do a record. So, you know, Dan started doing drums on the album, and then when he would send me back the drum tracks, like I'd send him ghost guitar tracks, he sent me back drums, and I, like they were just better songs after he played on them. Mm-hmm. They're just better. The way that he changed things, like he's just that kind of musician, you know? So then um, we just kind of did it from my room. Like I would send Dan ghost tracks, and he would record the drums and his would send me the files, and then I would do all the guitar overdubs and, like, all the layering at my house. So we did all the guitars and all the vocals here. And Danny did all the drum tracks at his place in Brampton.
0: Mm, yeah, he's still in Brampton too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. he's Brampton. I, he might be Brampton forever. I think, think he probably will be Brampton, still, be Brampton forever. forever, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, um, even the way you guys actually released it um, through COVID. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you, man. It got me through it. Like, to be I honest with really, you, like... I would listen to you guys, because you guys would release a single, what, like one every two months?
1: Yeah, it was Is... roughly about that. It was Yeah, the singles were coming out about every six weeks.
0: Yeah, because I was listening a lot and playing uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild um, <laughs> for 10 hours a day, and listening a lot, and smoking dubs and drinking beers, as yeah. everyone did during COVID. Yeah, we were
1: getting people
0: get But, um, and then when the whole album came out all together, the eight songs was just phenomenal and it's heavy as fuck too, man it crunches
1: thanks dude yeah the um you know the one the mainstay across that record like if you listen to it there's some different type of shit on it there's like you know like home is like a post-hardcore song and then you know short man's like a heavy blues song and then doomsayer is like a metal song kind of and then you know it just kind of like we didn't really want to like marry to a genre really it was just as long as it was kind of heavy yeah i hear that too
0: because you can hear like stuff like like stuff from like, uh, elements from like Deftones, um, yep. which they're a great band too. Um, and like a lot of post hardcore stuff too, um, mm-hmm. and it as well. Um, but it's not, it's not as polished, you know what I mean? Like I'm just yeah. saying like it's polished, like the record itself, like post hardcore is not polished, but the record's not polished, it's still a little bit gritty, which is really good too. Like the, the yeah. first track, the opening track to the EP is amazing. amazing.
1: I appreciate that
0: man yeah thank you it's uh yeah. it's something that uh it's a really good what are your favorite songs on the record
1: um I think it, it's weird because like musically um like to perform my favorite song is home because vocally that song for me just guitar wise it's fun like it's it's pretty simple to play on guitar and then i have like a solo in it like one of my like i only have like one or two solos on the record mm-hmm. so i get to like play guitar on that song but also like where that song sits for me like in a vocal register it's comfortable and i can kind of go up and down with it and make it harder or softer if i need to and it still translates but then like whole control is like easiest song probably to play on guitar but it's the hardest song vocally for me but it's still like super up tempo and like catchy so it's fun for everybody like except for me mm-hmm. like i kind I die when we're doing that song just because oh, really? like you know it doesn't it doesn't always go perfectly so like you know it, it's it's at home for me is my favorite song to play yeah. i think i think that's the record on. i think
0: that's my uh favorite song as well i'm not gonna lie yeah you. No, that's cool i appreciate yeah. um and the art too like who did all the art for the uh record and the singles and whatnot
1: dude i did all that too i just did all that at home on canva
0: no oh, no shit uh
1: yeah i was just sitting around good like, like dude it was covid like we had nothing to do and like it was interesting because when we put all our stuff on DistroKid, it was like, you know, do you want to put out an EP? Do you want to put out a single? What do you want to do? So we just released these sing like the, the singles. So like once we went like in increments of six weeks, like all eight singles. That's a long time. That's a lot of months of like releasing stuff. Well, oh so yeah, it.
0: too. Like I've recorded and music too, and just to do one song to get it polished and done is a long time. Like to do eight Bloody songs long. is. Yeah, I don't think anyone tricks. really knows.
1: <laughs> no, it's 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 a process, and if you have like a perfectionist bone in you, like a lot of musicians and artists would, mm-hmm. um, you know, like that's it's something it's hard to put it out finally. Like it's hard to just be satisfied with it and be like, okay, like that's as good as it's gonna be and whatever. But the way that it worked, it wasn't really by design. It wasn't like oh, I'm gonna release a single every six weeks and then we'll do the whole album. It, the way that it worked was like it looks really cool. Like when you go to our Spotify. There's was like all eight songs individually with individual artwork. And then there's the whole album with everything on it. Yeah. So it's like, you, when you, it was actually kind of like, without trying to do anything about it, it was, it was kind of a good marketing ploy. Like it worked. It kept oh, I interested. think it worked great. Yeah. I, I fell loving. into the whole, man. Like, yeah. Like, exactly. it's great. Like, I,
0: all the songs are, I don't know, it's, it's a really good, heavy album that I haven't heard uh, from an indie band in Canada for such a long time.
1: I was outside. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. man. We, um, you know, we had, uh, we were very fortunate because we did a Rockwell record in 2007 and we recorded it with Dean Cristo at All Buttons In in uh, Canada, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And He's done, he just did the new Parkway Drive record. He did the Parkway Drive record prior to that. He did Protest the Hero. We did all this stuff. So when we were like young and messy and like partying all the time and in like a post-hardcore band in a Rockwell resolution, we put an EP together and we went and recorded with Dean. So we, we struck up this like relationship with him and then i reached out to him all these years later you know like we're talking like man like what like 14 years later mm-hmm. and yeah it was, like, it was like we just left the studio the day before and he was just like yeah man he's like send me some you know send me some mixes like i'm down to help and he ended up like mixing and mastering the record for us so i produced and engineered it all here but dean had Cristo at all buttons in did uh, the mix and master and he's just like so talented and so easy to work with and just like Dan did with the drum tracks and he sent me back better songs. Dean sent me back better songs just within the mixes. Like it had nothing to do with the sequencing of the music, but the way that he like kinda of sonically put his mark on it, like that's what people grab. They're like, dude, this sound's fucking huge and it's like, Yeah, that's Dean. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I made the guitar tones and shit. Dean Dean really like chefed it up, you know what I mean? He's he's the guy.
0: Yeah, I know it's um like I said before, like it's a really hard record. Um and it crunches and you guys are so do you think you'd ever re-release any of your older stuff or no
1: what what older stuff what do you
0: mean like like, true stuff? like no like the the stuff like you've been recording with uh like from back in the day
1: i don't know you know it's interesting you say that because i'm in a band I, my first band ever was like a metal band yeah, and I was in that band for a few years, mm-hmm. and then I went to Rockwell, and that band is starting to resurface and talking about maybe re-recording and putting a show together, doing this stuff. But to be honest, like I'm sure any guitar player or drummer listening, any songwriter, like riffs never die. Yeah. And it's like it's just a matter of time before they come back, and there's a spot for it. Like, dude, the Short Man, that song, Short Man, that that's on the Truce record. Mm-hmm. I've had that song and riff for over 15 years. Yeah. I've had it forever. I remember jamming it with Adam Ferry in Orchard Studios when it was on Heritage Road. Oh, I was that's a long like time nineteen. Ago. You know, yeah. like you know what I mean. So yeah. it's like that's that's been there forever. And then when I had the opportunity, I was like, okay, like let's do it. Yeah. You know. So you know whether it's a re-release of music that's already been put out, chances are you're going to hear something that's like fifteen or twenty years old. You yeah. know, on the next recording. It's like, cause that's just how it is. It's just a stockpile.
0: No? Well, that's what I mean, too. It's like, and I'll use this band as an example, too. Um, just recently, uh, Five Knuckle Chuckle re released all oh, their stuff. Day. Um Say. Yeah, I know. It's on Bandcamp. You got to check it out. Um, I
1: will check it
0: out. Uh, shout out to Corey McCollum. Um, yeah. And they re released their stuff on Spotify and Bandcamp, and they just did a whole package of five knuckle chuckle stuff and yours truly stuff and like five other songs that were released and stuff like that on bandcamp. Um, and I was thinking like, would you guys like, would you yourself with all your material recordings that you have done, would you do that? Or
1: I would do it if there was like a group effort around it. I will say like, you know, if everybody was on board, if everybody was on board and, uh, you know, was able to kind of contribute the tough, the tough thing for me is being in, in, being in New Brunswick now, like, All the bands that I was ever in are all in Ontario.
0: Yeah, Brandon, Toronto, right?
1: I could do it. Like you know, we could sit down and you know, you know, figure something out. But it's it's really like it would take a group effort. Like I'm not at a point where I'm going to reach out and be like, hey guys, we should re-release this album. Let's rewrite some songs and do the takes again and get it mixed and mastered. Like you know, it would be fun, but. I mean, everybody's lives are so different now. We're not, like, messy teenagers with, like, nothing else to do. You know, everybody's got family and kids and jobs, and it's, it's tough to coordinate something like that. But, yeah,
0: like 9 to 5. Know. Yeah, I get you, too. I'm the same way, too. Um, yeah. How is uh, New Brunswick treating you?
1: New Brunswick's sick, dude. I haven't been in a traffic jam in five years. I'm <laughs> very, very proud of that. Um, it's a different lifestyle. It's a different pace. Um, the social side of things here, it's all very different. Yeah. But... You know, it's it's worth it for just, like, you know, the quality of life that my sons have. My sons are both growing up bilingual, and they're growing up in, you know, decent class sizes, and there's, you know, plenty of nature and ocean and grassland and all manner of space for them to run around and stretch their legs, you know? It's awesome like that. Yeah. And that's not to take away from back home, because there's a lot of people who have lives like that back home, too, man. Like, but... I don't know if I'm ever coming back to Ontario, man.
0: Well that's the thing too, man, is like um I'm from uh, uh New Brunswick as well. Um Yeah. Uh, hold on just a minute, I guess Where's my mom from again, Jen? No. Uh yeah. Woodstock, that's it.
1: Yeah, yeah, Woodstock, yep.
0: Yeah, and then Jen's uh Jen's got family in Doketown. Okay. So like we've always uh thought like you know recently just six months ago just recently either going out east or out west because i find like when you when if you're living out east or if you visit out east it's almost like you're going five years back
1: yeah that's that's accurate you know I what i mean see
0: that. and it's a different lifestyle there and everything moves a lot slower and it's a lot easier life if you will than ontario
1: yeah it's, um, if that makes Ontario's any sense like, at all no, it does, man. Ontario's great. Like, I, I love it there, and, like, my friends and uh, family are there, and, you know, but I've made friends and family here, too. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, it's just, like I said, man, like, just the traffic side of things is worth it. I mean, people compare it to, like, like, oh, aren't the winters really terrible? It's like, no, man, like, you know, we, we don't live in Alaska. Like, it's not ridiculous. Like, that. Like it's, it's great here, and it's beautiful. Like, the seasons are relatively the same, and, like, the air's a little cleaner, and, you know, there's less people, so there's just... You know, it's fantastic. Like, here's a perfect example, dude. Mm-hmm. When I was living in Ontario, I, I, I've been driving truck, like class one, AZ, big rig for like 10 years or more, right? Yeah. I did that forever. I, I drove for the beer store, for Gordon Food Services, for, you know, a later, I did agriculture and like livestock. I did it all, man. And then I moved here. And I haven't been in a truck for five years. I can literally work in music here, and that's what I've been doing for five years, and that's sustained my life. It's bettered my life, mm-hmm. you know. And like just that peace of mind, and the work life balance, and like the way that they treat musicians here, and the, you know, the opportunities it's afforded me. That and that coupled with my children and like you know their quality of life. Like I can I I couldn't give it up, man. I couldn't come back to Ontario and grind fifty sixty hours a week like I used to. I just couldn't do
0: it. Yeah, and also too the the. The way Ontario treats, um, uh, like the workforce, if you will, because like for you to have a like a decent living in Ontario, um, Jennifer probably works I don't know around fifty five to sixty hours a week, and I'm a good sixty five plus, and that's just to have a two bedroom apartment. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, man, it's it's wild, honestly. Like I don't know, man. And there's nothing wrong with that. I like. I I respect the hustle. I admire it. I know what it's for. But now that I've been here as long as I have, like, I couldn't turn around. I I don't think I could do it, man.
0: Yeah, like, we we even think about it like like Edmonton as well. Like as much as I hate to bring this up, but like how their politics area West is. Yeah. I think I have to shut my ears off a bit. But uh, yeah, I could totally live out there for sure.
1: Yeah, no, it's... I, I don't believe that there's a, a political system in place anywhere on the planet that's actually doing what it should be for the, you know, for the majority. No,
0: and that's like... We, like
1: you know, it's crazy. You're right.
0: It's we can every, get into it. Every politician lies here. It doesn't matter who the hell you vote for at the end of the day.
1: You're yeah. going to get fucked, Yeah, right? Yeah. Anybody right. listening to this podcast, don't pay taxes and don't vote. Right. <laughs> exactly. Don't go to work right. on Monday... Don't yeah. fucking worry. It's fine. They need us more than we need them. Exactly. F. Yeah. L. Spencer.
0: Um. That's uh. That's I. Yeah. I'm with that 110. So what? Um. Any new bands you've been listening to, or no?
1: Shit. Who am I listening to right now? You know what? I like. <laughs> pretty fucking, immersed in like the country thing up here in New Brunswick or over here in New Brunswick. Um. What am I listening to that rips right now? You know what? I gotta be honest with you, dude. I don't really listen to that much music. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like I've been listening to Deftones' White Pony for fucking twenty years.
0: Yeah, and i I'm the same like way, the man. Same,
1: I listen to like the same Comeback Kid record and the same Deftones. What's, what's your stuff favorite Kid. Comeback Kid record? Oh my god! You know who I'm actually listening to a ton right now is um is a Wilhelm Scream, the new album. That band
0: the is amazing and everything they do. Yeah. Turns the gold, and for anyone who's not listening to a Wilhelm scream, do yourself yeah. a favor and turn it up really loud in your headphones.
1: It's really good. Like the, it's really good. I got to see them. We went out for Danny's, um, like kind of a bachelor party thing for him the year that I moved here, which was two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. And we went to downtown wealth, and we just like had dinner and like we're hanging out with the boys, whatever. And we went to this club and we saw Wilhelm upstairs, and there was like thirty people there to see them. It was like a private Wilhelm scream concert in Guelph for us, and I was so disheartened because for that band, for how hard they work and how talented they are and how much they've given me, mm-hmm. and I respect them, you know. Like I wanted that place to be just wall to wall, covered in like sweaty goo. Mm-hmm. Everything couldn't move. You know, I wanted it to be the messiest punk show of all time, but I I gotta say it was a really it really was a treat to sit there and watch them. You know, played to us It was really special mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I've seen that band Probably Two or three times Yeah Their last album's Wicked too.
1: Um, oh
0: yeah they, They've
1: never done a bad record. No, that's
0: a true That's the thing too They never have And that's the thing Like, when someone asks me uh, What are you listening to Right now, new Like, I've been listening to uh, Oh, fuck That Melancholy album With uh, Have a Cigar on it um, Yeah What's it called? Pennybridge Pioneers That's it Yeah yeah, for twenty years.
1: Yeah, like, dude, like I'm like that too. Like, I like new stuff. If something comes on and I love it, and it's like, oh, who was that or what was that? But it's pretty rare that I like really get obsessed with like a new band.
0: I think the newest band I got obsessed with is probably Teenage Ball Rocket. Okay. Um, check them out if you haven't. It's like uh it's like pop punk, but not really. You can exactly. sort of compare them to like the Ramones. Yeah you gotta check them yeah. out they're good um and they have a lot of funny songs too um no, cool. my uh my favorite deftones on would probably be and i get a lot of shit for it too is uh diamond eyes
1: dude diamond eyes is their best sounding record yeah like that record breeds like i, I heard stories about how they engineered it should apparently they did it on like an hd raven and you can you can hear the dimension in the songs. Like the first thing that grabbed me about that record, like I listened to Ohms too, like their newest one. That's great, great record. And there's some rippers on that album too, but Diamond Eye sounds fucking huge. Like that's yeah. such a good album. Yeah,
0: I always get shit for that. And like around the fur too, like the class, like that, that album's amazing front to back.
1: Yeah, around the, yeah. I think
0: Deftones get a really bad. They don't get enough respect that they deserve in my opinion.
1: All of them, dude. Like, Deftones is one of my like top. Anybody who knows me who's listening to this knows how much I love Deftones. I, I have a Deftones flag on my wall right now. Like, I love them. They're probably my favorite band. At least most like, most listened to for sure. Like, Adrenaline, Around the Fur, White Pony, Diamond Eyes. Like, those are perfect albums to me, man. You know? Yeah. And they were formative too. Like, it was the first time I heard somebody really. I was young, dude. I was probably like twelve or thirteen when I heard Adrenaline for the first time. Yeah. and like hearing him scream like that and like hearing the way that A plays drums and the way that Steph plays guitar and like just how it all how heavy and groovy it was and like emotional it was and shit like man that totally lit a fire under me when I was really really impressionable and really really hungry so I owe the Deftones a lot man
0: for sure uh, shout out to the Deftones oh. shout
1: out to the Deftones
0: that's it no the um also too uh, they just re-released uh, White Pony in the 20 year anniversary edition Fuck. And it's like they, they have all the demos on there too. the demos are better than the album.
1: Oh my God
0: like you can sit there and I don't know oh whether man. you partake in marijuana or alcohol, but you can sit there and listen to the demos
1: no I, I don't I've been a sober dude for the last few years, but I um I need those right I'm literally on my phone right now finding that
0: Yeah it's uh this uh, top. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's there. I was listening to it today when I was doing the dishes.
1: It's good. I'm looking for it right now. White Pony. Is there like a, is it like White Pony re-release? That's or what it, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Here, I'll throw it out. Give me two seconds. Uh, 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 um, it should be there.
1: Dude, there's a ton of like sick remixes robert smith did a remix like yeah. oh you're, you're on it, it now
0: rap. yeah yeah robert and smith is on it too i actually just uh jennifer and i saw the cure three weeks ago no way oh yeah man it was fucking mental
1: i bet it was yeah. that'd be an absolute trip yeah how long was the uh cure show for almost
0: three hours uh three hours <laughs> oh, um, of robert smith <laughs> That's a lot of Robert Smith. Uh, it's I don't know. Jen likes Robert Smith. She would take me over Robert Smith any day of the week, right?
1: No, I have, like Robert Smith rules. Don't get me wrong, dude. Like
0: yeah.
1: three hours of anybody's a lot though. Like, did you see Castaway? That's a lot of fucking. Yeah, you know I mean?
0: That's a lot. Of- no, um, yeah. What else am I listening to right now? Teenage Ball Rocket. Uh, uh, New No Effects. That'll never get it on my library. That, band, yeah. uh, that band's done it all probably.
1: for me, though. So Longing Thanks for All the Shoes is probably top three albums of all time for me. Yeah,
0: 1999. Yep. I have attached tattoo to My Arm? Oh, see? That's, that's it right there. That's, yeah, that's a good one. When you guys played uh, what, the Jimmy Jazz in Guelph, that was a good show.
1: Yeah, that was the first show tour last year. And uh, I played a fucking... I played, like, a acoustic show right before that at the Brick Cafe with Redmond. We went and like, did a bunch of, like, acoustics shit. And then we went right into that show, and we were, like, road-weary already because we fucking drove straight from New Brunswick, like, one shot, and, like, practiced real quick in, in Toronto with Eric because Eric had never jammed with us, and then it was, like, onto a show right away. So there was just a lot of shit leading up to that. There was, like, these just question marks, you know?
0: Yeah, so when you came back from New Brunswick, did you go through... Uh uh, the states or did you drive right through Quebec?
1: No we go right, we had to go right through Quebec because at the time it was super unpredictable still yeah. um, being able to go through um, being able to go through uh, like go through the border because like I, I'm not I'm not you know I'm not vaccinated right mm-hmm. so and like I don't fucking care like whatever your standpoint is on that like I, I love you anyway but the truth is, is like they're just turning people around still at the border oh, if you really? not yeah, that's still a thing. So, yeah, uh, yeah we couldn't risk it. it. It would save us a ton of time. Mm-hmm. But whatever.
0: Yeah, for sure. But you guys, you guys ripped it up with uh, Choices Made and uh, yeah. Death Cemetery. It was Death Cemetery there too.
1: It was no. It was us. Choices Made waivers,
0: that's and it. I think
1: I think that was it. It was just the three bands. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was a fun show because like um, the boys in Choices Made, um, like Steve Medeiros is a is a good friend of ours um he his old band uh Severity toured with Rockwell back in like 08 so we've known them for a long time so it was great just to reconnect and like just go rip shows with them again like and then uh the guys in Waver is like um Nick and uh Nick McTerry and I grew up together our dads were like best friends so I've known Nick my whole fucking life and then obviously like you know Rich and the boys like it was just we tried to do that tour with with friends Mm -hmm. you know what I mean it wasn't about like, oh, who can we get that's going to draw? It was like, Fuck Well, God. that's it was
0: the thing, too. It, was, it wasn't like, it was yeah. three different bands, three different yeah. genres, genres, but everyone in the room was still tapping the foot and banging their head, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, man. Heavy, for, yeah, just heavy. Just have fun. Just play fast and play heavy and fucking keep people in the room. That's yeah.
0: all it was about. So you guys touring uh, any time this year?
1: Yeah, we're coming back for four shows in October. So we're doing um, we're doing October thirteenth and fourteenth, and that's Branton at spot one uh, on the thirteenth, and then we're doing Hamilton on the fourteenth, mm-hmm. and then um, at spot one, it's it's us, Judgment, uh, Dammit, Goldie, and Nautis. Mm-hmm. and on the I don't have the details for the shows, but then we're doing the twentieth and the twenty-first. So the twentieth is at the Atria in Oshawa, and then the 21st is at that like, crazy bowling venue in London. I can't remember the name of it. I'm the worst right now. The no, it's all good, man. At The Atria is with Choices Made Again and with the Scary Loud. And uh, I don't know how to it. Scary Loud's this, man. good, man. Yeah, Scary Loud's sick. My buddy Joe plays uh, plays guitar for them. Joe's a great friend of mine, and, Tuck, and they're all great guys.
0: Where's that show in London?
1: That's going to be in Oshawa at the Atria on October 20th. And
0: that's a uh, Saturday, probably, or Friday?
1: Yeah, it's yeah. A, I think it's the Friday. And there's this other band called, like, Vain, Vain Doozy or yeah. something.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of bands popping up uh, out of Toronto right now, and even in the London and Guelph area right now, too. It's glad that's, uh, that scene's coming back.
1: Yeah, it's cool, man. I don't really have my fingers on the pulse of it anymore, but I do hear a lot about it. I see a lot of my friends' bands playing a lot of shows right now, so it's really nice to see things, you know, back to... And things thriving, you
0: know? Yeah, it's it's good too because a um, long time long time ago it was like I hate to say it like this, but like all you heard was like like hipster bands, if you will.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean.
0: Um, and so the scene sort of died out in southern Ontario for a bit and you would get bands with fourteen people in it. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> like, I know it's whatever. It's yeah, good.
1: I, it, it, I get it. I get it.
0: It's good yeah, to see the cool. hardcore scene coming back, and even at my age, at the young age of forty-two, like I still love going to fucking ten-dollar shows, man.
1: Well, no, for sure, dude, and it's a culture, right? And like, look at like you know Blink, like Blink's out there touring right now, and they're like the biggest fucking band in the world. Like you can't get tickets yeah. anywhere; for those shows sold out right across the world forever. You know, and it's like it's 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 interesting because in this phase of my life, like I'm thirty-eight, and at this phase of my life, I'm seeing things come back around like really come back around like i look around at my son he's 13 i look around at his friends and they're dressing like i did when i was 13 yeah you know what i mean and it's like fashion and like music and art and like it's just kind of like it's all coming back around and it's kind of nice because it's a nod to like you know things were rad when we were younger and there was something real there and it's coming back around because it's you know there's some substance there but mm-hmm. I do understand what you mean about some of like the, the hipster indie, indie band things. Like indie around. rock.
0: Like, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, like, I'm into some of it, but there's some of it where sure, I'm like, okay, a... you know what I mean, that's enough.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Honestly, mm. man, like honest songs are going to live forever, you know? Yeah. So that's that's all you can do.
0: Like when I was in Guelph uh, seven years ago, I'm going to say seven, eight years ago, random story, because yeah. you were talking about Guelph. Yeah. I, I was we were, I was with a couple of buddies, we were having a beer. And I walked by, and it was a bar on the corner across from the caves. I forget what it was called right now. Um, and so, uh, you might Van,
1: know. Van oh, Van Gogh's
0: here. There you go. Boom. Um, and on the chalkboard outside, it said, Live Tonight SNFU. No way. Yeah. And I saw SNFU in Guelph at 7.30 on a Sunday. And there was maybe 12 people there. That's fucked, man. And if anyone knows anything about Canadian hardcore, or even hardcore in general, uh, Yeah. they're, like, they're the grandfathers of Canadian punk and hardcore,
1: for sure. Yeah, yeah. Right? And he passed away not too long ago, too, right? Yeah, no, exactly. And, like, what, like, that's so fucking crazy. Like, I think about some of these bands that I've seen in these rooms, and, like, where they are now, or, like, what they meant. You know, to specific scenes or people or time or whatever, mm-hmm. music in general. And it's like such a blessing. But like I said, it's just like that Wilhelm story. I said, like, I wanted that to be better for them because they deserve it.
0: A Wilhelm but, Scream know? should be like, they should be being played on the radio right now. They should be the band right now. Like, the there's radio is
1: the dog shit industry, man. Like, I well, I know I, it is, but you know what I mean? Like, they
0: should be selling out fucking venues wall to wall. Yeah, like,
1: they, they should. They should be.
0: It's a band that, uh, and they've never put anything bad out either.
1: No. No. They've done shit. Have you ever, like, you've seen them live just like me. Like, sometimes I'll watch live footage of them from, like, the first couple of records, like, when they were just, you know, on tour and doing whatever. They're perfect. Mm -hmm. They're perfect. Like, I don't mean, like, record perfect. I mean, like, vibe, like, crowd control, like, tone, like, showmanship, presence, like, ripping perfect. Shitty PAs, shitty clubs, like, you listen to them, and you're like, this is, like, one of the best live bands I've fucking ever heard in my life. Yeah, their,
0: their live performances are great. they actually, they, they throw a shout-out to Canada on the new record, too, huh? Eh?
1: Yeah, I, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that of it.
0: Uh, it's called O oh Canada, or O to Canada. And Man. they uh, sing about uh, great, and uh, who else? Uh, Monine that's
1: amazing yeah you gotta
0: check it out it's, it's a fun song to listen to and Moaning's touring again too
1: yeah they're doing they're always doing stuff those guys they're always yeah. out and about it. like if they're like if it's not like Hippie doing like the C's stuff or like Kenny doing all manner or what he's doing like they're always doing something they're yeah. always staying
0: and that's the thing too is like we uh, Jennifer and I saw Alexis on Fire and I we uh, was talking to another guy I know too Andrew and I was like if it wasn't for Alexis on Fire Moaning would be where Alexis on Fire is right now. You think so? I uh, 100% Really? Yeah.
1: If, That's if, an interesting take on that. That's an interesting take on that because like I never really knew them that well coming up. I knew who they were. I saw Alexis at the First Baptist and whatever. I saw them play before 44 Caliber came out and I saw Monin obviously like a lot because they were in Br- they were Brampton band. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know about the relationship until it was like Alexis had started to like, like watch out, came out. I remember 44 Caliber came out, and I remember it being this record that made me want to be a really weird guitar player. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, these guys are fucking geniuses. And it's like, now that I look back at it, it's like, oh, they were just like doing what they thought was cool, and they probably like cringe at that record in spots. Because I know, think
0: that's their best record they've done.
1: They've come so far in songwriting, at least to what most people would think now. But I never knew enough about Monique at that time to really put the two against one another, and not against one another, but to put them on like a scale at all. Yeah. You know, news that when Alexis came out, it was super fucking raw, and it was like experimental and cool, and like I don't know. And then Watch Out came out, and then like accidents the single and the video came out, and then all of a sudden it like warped too, with That big hype and everybody was backing them, and I just never saw that happen for Monique Like I know that they're heroes. Like Monique can play fucking anywhere and they're respected, but. I just, as far as the trajectory and the pace Alexis just seemed to have like kind of broke out you know what yeah. I mean that's what it made at
0: the time well that's the thing too is like even at the same time too like in the states you'd have uh, bands like Senses Fail at the same time right yeah um, Harlophone Heights uh, at the same time too so it's like they're like Alexis was opening the door for containing Screamo and then Screamo sorry and uh, when that was uh, happening in the states, right? So, yeah, I don't know. I think, and I think, yeah, Alex on Fire is probably the top three K bands of all time. So, and if anyone wants to say anything about that, fuck them.
1: Well, no, and like, I don't, I don't disagree. I, I think Alexis is important for sure, especially, especially for like kind of a subgenre of popular music in a way. Like they managed to kind of like they've got their own thing, you know, when it's an Alexis song. But the only gripe that I'll ever have with Alexis is, like, the breakup thing.
0: Yeah, that was kind of shitty.
1: They broke up, and it was for that reason, and, like, it was emotional, and they were much younger. Cool, and, like, I'm a listener, you know what I mean? But I'm also a contributor, you know? Like, I bought records, and I went to shows, and I, you know, bought T-shirts and shit. So, like, my, you know, 0.001% fucking say is this. It's, like, when they split, they split. And then they came back for a farewell tour. And everybody was so hyped on that shit because we love that band. That's true love, you know, true noise, strong, and free love for that band. And then they came back for another farewell tour. And then they came back for another farewell tour. And
0: then they released an album. Oh, sorry, they released they, uh, three singles,
1: then an album. I'm down for new records. and down for new music. I'm down for people being friends and and patching up shitty things from the past and making amends and, and doing shit. But, like, the way that it kind of transpired from my standpoint as a listener and a supporter of that band was, like, they wanted to call it quits, they wanted it to mean something when it was over, and then it did, and it turned into, like, more stuff, and it's, like, cool, but it would have been cool, the issue was, like, remember the statement they issued when they broke up to, like, it was very lengthy and very emotional. I wish they would have done something like that when they got back together. Yeah. It's, like, hey, like, sorry, fuck, you know, we love this band, we love you guys, fuck it, we're gonna do both, and you know, we're back, and we're back for you, and fucking let's go. Let's rip. Yeah. I would have respected that so much more, but it it, it came into this weird, nobody said anything, and suddenly they were, like, playing Australia and Canada every other year. hmm Record coming out every few years, five years. Yeah. And, like, I didn't understand that. And maybe I'm being a dick, but I think it's because I got burned by them when they broke up. Like, I heard of it, you know? Oh,
0: me too, man. I was, like, I we went and saw them at uh, Budweiser Stage this summer. And uh jokingly, I was on the uh, lawns, so I don't think they heard me. And I said, Never break up again.
1: Yeah, no, don't break like they got a good thing now. It's like get together when you can. Yeah. write songs and Dal's gonna go do sitting color and then when he's you know, like I get it, like I write folk shit, I wrote I softer shit because I can't write heavy shit all the time. It can't no, be my you, main folk. You do you know, I yeah. want to do more, and I understand it, and I really do respect it. I was just like kind of butthurt by it when it happened. Mm-hmm. Called it when it happened. I called it. I remember talking to—I think it was Sean Foster—and I said, "You know what, dude? They're going to be back. They're going to be back for a farewell tour, and then they're going to put another record." In. Like I totally called it, and I saw it.
0: No, yeah. they're—they're planning on doing another record now. Good, yeah. fucking
1: bring it! Like those yeah. dudes rip. Like you know, how good their guitar tone is.
0: Yo, know, have you heard? Like, have you heard george's side project
1: george's side project Yeah. dead tired yeah. uh i've heard the name i i, I couldn't name a song though
0: no. you gotta die if you want to hear something that melt your face off okay that's it you want post hardcore that's it
1: this goes back to me being not a huge music connoisseur. yeah if it's not a b-side on the white pony record chances i haven't heard it yeah you, know what I mean? you gotta no. check it out no, I'm that. you're giving me a lot of good stuff already that i can yeah. dig into
0: like, Dead's Hired, is... Yeah. I don't know, like, George has tried a bunch of bands, right? Black yeah. Lungs, and... Uh, what's his new one? Oh, fuck, I forgot. I didn't get it, but... Did you listen oh, to it? Oh, no?
1: Are you talking about Gallows? That's yeah. Wade's?
0: No, sorry, not George. Yeah, Wade, Gallows, but... Yeah, um, Wade's and Gallows, who's a new singer, and then... Uh, Wade has another band, too, that came out like last year.
1: Oh, yeah, Uh, yeah, I remember. It's like, uh, uh, what were they called? He was pushing it hard, too. I forget what they were called, though. I know what you're talking about, though. I know I I am familiar with the band that he was in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like a dick right now, but not really, because...
1: No, it's okay, man. uh, It's not our job to know these things.
0: No, I know, because, you know, if it was... And I'd try to be dick now. If it was really good, I probably would have remembered it.
1: (laughs) No, I hear you. Man. Uh, I hear you.
0: But yeah, yeah, check out uh Dead Tired. Like George it's dude. You you would dig it. It's like Alex on Fire Without Dallas times twenty.
1: Wow. Okay. Dead Tired? Yeah. I'm I'm literally downloading it right now. It's 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 probably yeah. Dead Tired. Is it just with one album? Oh there's two albums. Oh there's a bunch. They have oh, like oh. singles and Oh, they got a ton of shit. What record should I get? Oh, just listen to it. Are you going to buy it? Well, like, I have a subscription or whatever, so am I buying it? I'm just paying my monthly subscription. Yeah. Let's so see what I get. The first album's good. Uh, volume 1, I think it's called. I do that thing, like, I, you do with books. You read the first page, the middle page, and maybe the last page. Yeah. That's what I do with songs. That's right. how i best a listener I am
0: yeah they're good man but uh so right now we've been talking for 41 and 17 seconds spencer Dang. um i'm so glad you could do this uh it took me a week to uh, organize the time and the day um i've been you know, able to do it too brother um i just you know i'm busy cooking all the food in Aurora, ontario
1: yes you are your fucking food is so good dude thanks Ben. it it's on it's honestly not fair how good you are at making food like when we were there I ate until I was when we were at when we were at the restaurant dude I was I ate until I was fucking ashamed of myself <laughs> okay you can show up now I don't take all no, dude. No. <laughs> you get to tell me you like my band and I don't get to tell you I like you like, oh, oh,
0: so right now you're gonna give me all the social media for the band yeah
1: so all the social media for everything on twitter instagram facebook all that is all at truce rips t-r-u-c-e-r-i-p-s you can find us everywhere if you need to get a hold of us on for bookings or for any inquiries it's truce rips at gmail.com and you can find all the links for everybody's individual pages across all of those we're not a hard band to get a hold of
0: that's wicked, and you guys are going on a tour in Southern Ontario, so what I will do for you, if you can send me the tour poster from IG, I'll throw that on our uh, Instagram, absolutely. and then uh, we'll help you that way, okay, buddy? So, we'll, gotcha. uh, thanks for doing this, eh?
1: No, dude, really appreciate you, thanks for the chat, and I can't wait to see you in person in October and catch up face-to-face, yeah, man. Yeah, thank-
0: absolutely, dude, thank you very much. Okay, brother, talk to you real soon. Thanks.